into a trance lead single off of jeremy short's upcoming album happy trees 
<laughs> and that comes out on January 13th. I'm uh, I'm gonna read a little I'm gonna read a little uh, quote here from our good friend Matt Wickstrom, great writer out of Kentucky, and uh, this is right off yep. Jeremy's website, and I just really loved it. So Matt says, "A little bit Marvin Gaye, a little bit Grateful Dead, and a little bit Tyler Childers. Jeremy Short's jam-fueled Appalachian soul music proves that there's a lot more country and bluegrass music radiating from the Eastern Kentucky mountains. Short's epic tales will leave you dancing with jubilation one moment and crying the next. His unique blend of Appalachian soul music is incredibly effective and authentic because Appalachia is such an integral part of his own soul and always will be. So I thought that was a nice little introduction to who Jeremy Short is today on the podcast and thanks for sitting down with us man yeah, thanks for having me and yeah i love that matt wickstrom quote he's a he's a great writer and a good friend and he's always out there just promoting a lot of good yeah. stuff we appreciate him yeah matt, matt's a beauty he's he's a great hang too at festivals and stuff like that yes he is <laughs> but uh how you been man it's been a it's been a little while since we seen you last i think we hung out at laurel cove two summers ago now that was i 20, guess it was yeah it was 2021 God. that's Doesn't right feel like that it was, was that long ago <laughs> no that was a fun day and i remember that day pretty well because that Hell was yeah. a fun that was a good you know good moment in history and a fun day to be a part of laurel cove and i think Absolutely. we got some good video from that day too that's pretty funny i think you guys remember you asked us to like combine two animals oh yeah something like that <laughs> yeah. some funny question and we got some really just on the spot really funny responses out of that yeah yeah that I remember that. yeah we exactly. fucked up that weekend man we we pointed a camera at way too much stuff and then it honestly just like we went and looked back and like started to try to edit some of it and it was just like oh my god like we have we have way yeah. too much stuff <laughs> yeah oh that happens we've all been there <laughs> But uh, sorry, I was just getting a phone call there. Um, yeah, man, no, Laurel Cove is always a great time, and uh, you guys killed it that day. Um, but uh, let's. You, so, wait, what were you just saying? How how cold did it just get there in Kentucky? We were talking there before we before we hit record here. Well, I um, mean, it may or may not have gotten a little colder in some places, but where I was at, the uh, coldest temperature readout I saw was negative uh, nine wind yeah. chill fahrenheit and that's uh that's pretty freaking cold for kentucky that's that's, that's not cold your everyday kentucky. winter yeah winter temperature man that's you know i mean it snows a couple times a year but it doesn't do anything like that it got pretty <laughs> pretty cold really fast you guys got some are snow you, too are oh, you yeah. in lexington there i'm in moorhead kentucky Moorhead, oh. city of moorhead kentucky and uh we got moorhead state university yeah. here go eagles <laughs> And, uh, yeah, now, got a great, great, great university, great music program here at the university as well. Yes. Now, are people like diehard Moorhead State fans or do you, are most people like also Kentucky Wildcat fans? Oh, yeah, it goes both ways. I mean, we'll support our hometown team, but, you know, we like our cats. And every mm -hmm. now and then you run into the Louisville people who are Louisville. The pe who they're from Louisville. And yeah. I, I, say, I say it several different ways. I don't think anybody oh, agrees on how to how to say Louisville, but uh, <laughs> you know, but they're out there supporting their cards. Yeah, and the, but yeah, did, most, yeah. Did did Kentucky play in a bowl game this year? I think so. I think we had a New Year's Eve football game. Mm -hmm. I don't follow the sports too too closely around here myself. <laughs> I, Mike, Mike knows damn well they did. I'm an Iowa fan, obviously, so. No, I hear you. 
That's a, that's a go Hawks to all the Kentucky listeners that we have. They're out there. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was fun. It was our it was our vengeance from last year though. We got worked over last year, so just two deflated football programs. Anyways. <laughs> back to Anyways, let's uh let's catch up on what you've been up to since the last time we've seen you, man, because uh obviously we got the new album coming out here in ten day ten days exactly from the time of sitting down recording this podcast. Um but for when you guys hear this thing, it'll be coming out this week, this Friday. So uh yeah, man, let's uh let's dive into this thing. Where uh when when did it all start to come together and uh tell us a little bit about the uh the conception of this thing. Well, I had been using the name Short and Company as the band as the project right. that I'd played out for <laughs> a couple years. And um the musicians in that band just wanted to do their own thing as which they had prior to joining the band and uh, they were a band called Bedford and they still are and they're still a great band and out there doing really cool stuff and they decided they just wanted to do that so from there I just had to make a decision to just to just be myself and put that forth as what I was doing and let that be the energy that I that I put out there into the world so I just got a couple of friends together to record these songs uh, John Clay and Jose Aretta who are some real heavy hitters yeah. Yeah. in the music world, man. Just anywhere I'd put them on any stage next to anybody and just be able to hold a groove. And oh, yeah. uh, we recorded these tunes. And s- since then, I've just been playing a lot of gigs and trying to get the songs out there and and just do the thing. Go to, go to a new city and play for new people. We did a bunch of shows about eight shows here recently with the reverend payton's big damn band nice who i love who i love i've been a big fan of theirs since about 2008 2009 i want to say saw them in clarksdale mississippi at the juke joint festival which is a cool place it's just right where the blues pretty well had its had its genesis and at least at least in that particular genre of the blues and I saw Reverend Peyton's Big Dead Band, been following them, and then had a chance to go on the road with this guy and do eight gigs in eight different cities that I'd never been to, that the band had never been to. And we had a really good time just out there, just just learning from, you know, trial by fire and just doing the thing <laughs> and having a good time. So, yeah, I've been trying to stay busy and shooting music videos and releasing them and trying to find time to write and live a life in between hell yeah that's awesome man it uh what uh how how do you you're like you're such a i mean i remember like seeing you play for the first time obviously and like at at cove that day and i mean you you blew me away you're an incredible incredible guitar player um i'm curious like in a lot of your music like is it is like that like kind of psychedelic like jam soul kind of it's got a lot of that going on with the blues too as well like how do you how how do you sit down and do you write a lot of like i guess like guitar parts and then kind of go from there or do you like try to write lyrics first personally yeah oh so that's a good question that's that's really interesting because it goes both ways yeah there's times where i, I, I have chords and the chords will come to me first you know and then i'll run that cycle of whatever chords are going through my brain 
and then a, a vocal melody or lyrics will appear on top of that. And mm. but then other times it's like I'm kind of playing a riff on the guitar and I write a melody around that. So, you know, and th- then, then I like to, to do the thing, too, where you take a song, you get it in the studio and you kind of come up with guitar parts there. That's that's right. really one one thing I love to do is just be creative in a studio environment and just come mm. up with stuff on the spot, mm. on the spot. And most of the time, you know, people talk about doing a lot of takes of a thing. Guitar players, you know, I did this many takes of a solo or whatever. And a lot of the time, the first two or three takes is the best stuff you got. And that's the kind of stuff I love to do. So, yeah, it's, it's, that's a good, you know, it goes a lot of different ways when you're writing like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. How uh, how long did this one take for you to record? I mean, we're looking at. I didn't. I don't remember. Got it off the top of my head. How many tracks are on this one? It's. Uh, it's uh, we got six. Six. Six songs. Six new ones. And we did it in in Fat Cave Studios. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, it's being released on their record label, Fat Cave Records. They're cool. based out of Jackson, Kentucky, and the studio was in Hazard, Kentucky. And we mm-hmm. laid down the rhythm section in two days. And just two back to back, right next to each other days of recording and trying to get the best take of the rhythm section. And then I went back a couple weeks later and did all my vocals and guitar. And then there's just little random bits of percussion after that. Then there was the mixing process, which took the longest out of out of the entire process, just sitting around and going, okay, turn that up. All right, let's mess with this EQ. All right, let's mess with that symbol. Let's mm. well, let's take that hi hat out of there. I don't like that. You know, for however long it took, and that was a good. I mean, I don't remember how many hours right off the top of my head, but over a hundred, I would say, just in the <laughs> studio, just trying to get it right, just trying to make it sound as best it possibly yeah. could. So that's so yeah, the whole process, you know, from start to finish, I'd say. We started it in April of 2022, and then we were done by, man, before November. <laughs> I don't remember, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, but it took a good little while and just some yeah. carving out the time to do it. And people like John Clay, John Clay and Sam Rogers produced it for me. And John Clay's ear is was an invaluable piece. Yeah. What was going on? That man, aside from being one of the best drummers I've ever played with. He just had a natural groove. He he knew what to play for the song for every song that you would bring to him. He had the right drum part for it. Every single, every single time, no matter what he's playing, who he's playing with, when he plays with John R. Miller, he plays the exact right thing every time. And I love to hear it. So it's an honor to have him on the record just for that. But then he sat around with me and got this record up to shape with the way it sounds and the whole soundscape of it. And helped me realize the vision brought that to for to fruition really through him and sam's ears so i'm very thankful to have to have him around for that how uh how did that come together getting kentucky john clay on there was that kind of a, a whiz bang connection was that you uh, seeking him out or i've known john clay i want to say since 2017 I believe is when I met him. I met him at the Huntington Music and Arts Festival, which is what goes on in Huntington, West Virginia every year. It's one of, I think, Ian Thornton. I, be, I believe he's the principal starter of it. I may, I may be wrong about that. I may get fact checked, but it's basically his, his baby. 
and and uh so huntington music and arts i met john clay probably 2017 i want to say he was doing a solo in between 10 minute in between the regular bands and uh yeah we hit it off and he's we just got along ever since and i asked him to do some gigs with me in 2018 and 2019 and yeah uh he helped me out this year's well last year rather back in 2022 on some of the last shortened company gigs just mm-hmm. being just being a all-around hell of a dude and great drummer and fun guy to hang out with man he's one of the funniest dudes one of this one of the most fun hangs for sure Hell yeah. yeah! Did a did a lot of the uh, did the vision for the, this one kind of change at all from the time like that they laid down the rhythm parts to the time that you got into the studio to do your vocals and your guitar? Just like just being able to like bounce stuff off with like the two of them and like yeah, like how how much of that? How much I guess in your own mind? I guess going into it before you made contact with those guys on this one, how much, how much did it change um, from your original kind of ideas to what we're hearing now, I guess? Uh, It changed a good deal. It changed a good deal because just having that knowledge in there that, that John Clay has of knowing what to pick out of a drum part that you don't know that you're hearing, but it, brings the song together in such a way that you'd miss it if it weren't there is right. the kind of the vibe that he brought so it absolutely brought some stuff to the forefront that wasn't there and yeah um but yeah i would say that it's pretty well true to the vision that i had out from the beginning of just wanting to write these songs and play them for people and get them out there and they absolutely helped me realize sort of the sonic soundscape that i was hearing in my head nice in a, in a big way yeah What's uh? I, we should have talked about it at the start there when we when we first kicked it off. But that first that first song, the lead single that's out right now for you people listening to the podcast before the album comes out, falling into a trance. Do you want to uh? Do you want to give us any a little story about that one? Now that we've we've played it already, but we kind of missed the boat on talking about it right away. But uh, uh yeah, that one. well yeah, I'm a big and uh, I always I've brought up. Uh, Van Morrison or time or two when I'm talking about this song even though it's nothing like a Van Morrison song whatsoever like not even remotely you know what <laughs> I mean Go, going back to listen to Van Morrison you're like it sounds nothing this chance is what, what, what are you saying but Van Morrison <laughs> Van Morrison has these moments in his music where he it kind of pulls you into a trance so to speak just a little bit he's got these trancey moments where he's kind of repeating a thing over and over in that van morrison way and you just kind of get lost in it so i had just that some for some reason trance in my head the, the phrase falling into a trance and that turned into a song somehow or other and then i was able to apply that feeling into that feeling that you're feeling when you're getting to know somebody and when you're falling in love with them and the journey that you pe- that you take together with that person. So it just kind of turned into that and, you know, you know, uh, kind of felt the yacht rock chords happening with it just a little bit, like mm-hmm. almost, you know, late seventies Doobie brothers type of thing, maybe. And, yeah. uh, so yeah. Or, you know, there's a Daft Punk vibe to it as well, if you're throwing that out there, because I, I love that uh, Random Access Memories album, their last album that they put out. So, and I've always wanted to capture some of that vibe on on one of my tracks, something like that. Oh, yeah. So, a lot of different influences pulling together. 
And of course, it's got the loud guitar solo at the end of it. I got to have a loud, cranked guitar amp and guitar solo happening. I always love that. So that's those chords let let, let themselves rather well to having a blistering guitar solo at the end. And that's you ripping that solo, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. Yeah, all the all the guitar and all the vocals are mine. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Well, we're gonna we're gonna roll into a, a premiere here. This will be your guys' first listen to uh, "Rock of Ages," another track yes, off of uh, this great album. And uh, we're actually gonna be playing two of these songs: this one and then another one at the end for you guys early here on the podcast until Friday when this album drops. But uh, we're gonna play "Rock of Ages" here next. I don't know, same deal, Jeremy. You want to just uh, give us a little intro to this one and tell us a bit about it, and we'll roll right into it. So, yeah, man, I had the riff. This is one of those songs that we talked about earlier where you like you have chords or do you have a riff or a mm-hmm. guitar part? And so I had these chords, uh, the repeating chords that are on the intro and throughout the verse. And so it's kind of a Warren Zevon, you know, lawyers, guns and money type of moment riff, maybe just a little bit in the guitar part. And I wrote it originally. Hand me that guitar real quick. I'm going to show you the guitar I wrote it on. I've got it right over here. Oh, hell yeah. And I had a capo on the third fret of this, oh, nice. of this res- resonator guitar, and which I've had for probably since 2009 or, yeah, 2008. So I had a capo on the third fret, and it's an open tuning. And I was just repeating the chords, sort of, so, so to speak, and I kind of wrote the song on that guitar in that tuning, and then translated that to an electric guitar for the full band, and just a totally different arrangement, different key. But that's kind of the life of a song right there is you write it on one thing and then it kind of doesn't vibe with when you want to translate it to a full band experience. So you kind of got to know how to level it up, so to speak. So lyrically, it's just about growing up in a small town and wanting to get away from that and not wanting people to tell you how to think, which I'm from, uh, I'm I'm from Jackson, Kentucky, and everybody there. Well, not I, I don't mean to generalize. A significant portion of the population where I'm from are religious people, and go to church, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, if you're not like that, you kind of get you know talked to like you're very very different. So I was kind of trying to relate some of that experience in there, and just not have them want to be told what to believe about stuff like that. Baby, say you love me, and we'll both be free. We'll both be free. 
Alright, I was just sitting here thinking, and uh, Jeremy, you got, looks like, is that a tie-dye hat on? It is. And you have a tie-dye shirt. There's a lot of tie-dye in this podcast, and I mean, you're wearing, oh man, dude, you got three layers of tie-dye. Tie-dye hat, tie-dye hoodie, tie-dye shirt, and I've got tie-dye Crocs on right now. There you go. Oh, look at that. Yeah, man. Fucking tie-dye down. Mike? I do have Crocs. But underwear? Genuine. Oh, uh, you're Okay. Uh, Not his underwear, his Crocs. But I don't think I own tie dye, man. No, nothing. I don't think so. I guess that makes me yeah. the cowboy. You got to get. Some I guess tie-dye, so. Dude. Yeah, it is hippies and cowboys. It's true. Got to yeah. have balance. We, we're tie dyed yeah. right up though, over here. <laughs> and Jeremy, I should. We, you should get some tie dye Crocs, dude. And it'd really, really bring the whole. Bring the whole Ensemble. outfit together. Yeah. I've looked at them. I've got some Crocs. I've got some teal, teal blue with flamingos on them. Okay, those are pretty so cool, it, though. If it's a vibe. That was pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah. Pink, just a little teal, bit. Teal with flamingos is pretty tight. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> all right. I, I think I have a, we're, we're going to do some rapid fires. Um, yes. Like I said, much, okay. much similar to what we did that day at Laurel Cove with you guys. Um, I'm going to start because I have a new one that I've been waiting to bust out. Okay. Um, so, okay. Electric chair. What is your last meal? My last meal. That last electric meal. chair. Electric, electric chair. chair. Last meal, man. The biggest bowl of red beans and rice with a bottle of Tabasco. Damn. Okay. Like give, give me, give, put the andouille sausage in there too. Nice. Like, red beans and rice with sausage, like but but like the best you could possibly like however good you can make it. Like, yeah, it's yeah, be like, good. Like some old lady from New Orleans, you know, got a recipe from her great Mima. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like and, and and you know some Louisiana hot sauce, Tabasco, whatever it is. That's it for me. And that's it. it you know, it makes a lot of sense to have your your last meal be really spicy, because then you don't have to worry about it coming out. You know? That's it. Yeah. There's no consequence to the no consequence. <laughs> There's no consequence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it will eventually burn through, but you know, you'll be. You you'll don't got to worry about it. Yeah, you're you're gonna have dead. way bigger problems to worry about by then. <laughs> so. Okay, mine's a little right. bit more serious of a rapid fire here. Uh-oh. But what was your inspiration behind your mustache? Because I know people, it's a podcast, people oh. can't see it right now, but you have. One of the biggest, bestest uh, mustaches. That's an uh, iconic mustache. Yeah, dude, it's like an old, like when you see an old black and white picture of it, some <laughs> some dude that did something in history. It's one of those mustaches, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Except oh, yours is awesome and orange. And the yeah, inspiration, man. I had a guitar teacher named Mike Schaus when I was 15 years old. And he had this this mustache right here, like basically, and it was more like he looked he looked more like an old German World War One flying ace, one hundred percent to the T. <laughs> he was that guy with the shaved head and the must. He looked like he lifted giant triangular barbells and, and, and rolled the old timey bicycle with the big wheel in front. 
Yeah. But he, <laughs> he shredded. He was like a Joe Satriani, Steve Vai type of guitar player and went to a musician's institute out in L.A. and had all this knowledge of just guitar out the wazoo and was a teacher. He was an art teacher in my high school. And then he taught guitar on the side as well. And I learned a great deal from him. So that's probably what implanted it in my mind. And, uh, you know, I like old stuff. I grew up with the first couple of years of my life with my grandparents. So I was like kind of exposed to all that old culture that was still looked alive to me when I was a little kid in the early, mm -hmm. in the late eighties. So like, I don't know. I've just always been kind of influenced by that old Tommy look. And I love it. You've, you've got the mustache for it. You've got the mustache for it, Mike. It's, it's, it's getting mean, longer. Um, no, you, you just got to train it. Won't take, wouldn't take very long at all. Wouldn't take very long yeah. at all. You're ready. You're ready. I, don't know. ready. I, I got I got one side that grows longer <laughs> than the other side, and I don't know if I should trim it to even it out because, like, oh, I mean, yeah, I, that's I, that's yeah, that's part of it. I lose like a little bit of my soul when you trim it. You know, it's like you work so hard to grow it. No, I feel that. But I definitely feel you. You ever you ever like, wax it or anything, Jeremy? Like, I do. I have a little yeah. bit of wax. Well, I have a little tin of yeah, wax that's so, yeah. probably going to last me forever. Mm. it's probably going to be probably going to be buried with it because i very seldom use it but i do wax it occasionally when it needs trained if i got like a video shoot or something i need to look cool really cool for really you know, cool. I'll, I'll put it up really extra cool right because you already yeah. look pretty fucking cool but that's great that was a great yeah, question well, I'm, great uh, we're actually working with a company right now to get my own line of wax coming out oh what Hopefully, real soon. Hopefully, soon. Don't have a date yet, but dude, when that comes out, because I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the wax I got. I got off like Amazon like three years ago, and it's still three quarters full. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. No, you'll have to get some, and you'll have to you'll have to do a little video about it. Yeah. 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 Try it out. Hell yeah! Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, do a quick do a quick uh, product review for TikTok and YouTube. Yes, please. Yeah. Jeremy Shortbrand oh. mustache wax. I'm absolutely down for yeah. that. Bent Strings Beard Company, actually. Yeah, yeah. Really? yeah that's that's they're the ones trying to think of the name. Yeah. 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 That's it. Arlo's yeah. got some, doesn't he? Yes, he has he beard oil or something, I think. Uh huh. Yep. He's got yeah. the beard oil and the beard wax. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Shout, right. out, shout, out, to, shout out to Bent uh, ben Strings. Shout out to Bent Strings. Um, Is that Chris over there? Chris? Yeah. Chris yeah, Lowe yeah. and Danny Brown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Danny right here. My girlfriend Danny. <laughs> um, okay, what's uh, what's your favorite song to cover? Man, Johnny on the spot with that one. Favorite song to cover? Well, I did cover gigs for years. That was my bread and butter. The four hour a night, four sets. <laughs> uh, you know, playing all the old covers. And man, there's a lot of good songs in there. Let's see, man, put me on the spot. I mean, as far as just covers in general, probably How Blue Can You Get by B.B. King is one that I've played forever. I haven't played it in a little bit, but it's one that I've always come back to and been a favorite of mine for, for a long time. And I'd say the second answer behind that would be Dead Flowers. And Dead Flowers, uh, the, the Rolling Stones song, you know, I always... Mm -hmm. always I first heard it as Towns Van Zant's version oh, at, really? at the end of the Big Lebowski. And I <laughs> thought, and for every years, I thought it was a Towns Van Zant song. And then my friends were like, hey, that's a Rolling Stone song. And I'd say, no, it's Towns Van Zant. And they'd say, you're, you're, you're wrong. 
Hindi ka na Mick Jagger and Keith Richards wrote it. But I still love Towns' version, and I love the Stones' version, too. But Towns' version has a real special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't know who wrote it. I, I kind of assumed that Towns wrote it, honestly. But, right. Um, yeah. You were wrong, know, too, Mike. But I Googled it. Yeah, you are. You're right. It was written by Mick Jagger. It's the Keith Stones. Richards. Yeah. All right. Mentions the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> that, that's that's pretty cool. Um, so my next one here, I just watched that Weird Al Yankovic movie. Yes, yes it's I so it. funny and so it's dumb. Oh, so great! It's so stupid. It's great. It's awesome. So dumb. It's great. Yeah. You have to like. Is it in like theaters or is it on streaming? It's shit. just on, on the Roku, Roku channel. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious, but it's it's really it's like a parody documentary movie. Um, but I'm, I, I, the question coming off of this is: if somebody made a movie about Jeremy Short, who who would you want to play you? Because I I never would have guessed the the Harry Potter playing Weird Al. You know, that, no. Is that who that plays was, Weird Al in that? Is yes. Daniel Radcliffe or whatever his name is? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, it. Shit. That's the guy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's so funny. He does wow. such and, a good job. Right. And then uh, Weird Al who's... actually plays like a, recu- a record yeah. executive in it that like makes fun of him. <laughs> God, <laughs> who plays me? Who's who's the guy that played Obi-Wan Kenobi? In the, Dude, I don't know. I got Google. <laughs> Ewan, Ewan McGregor, I think. <laughs> that guy. He could he could he could get the mustache up to up to snuff. <laughs> not Alec Guinness, not the old seventy Star Wars, but the episode one, two, yeah. and three, and the recent Obi Wan series. Okay, Ewan right. McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Right. McGregor, that's the guy. Right. Yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> you thought about, you thought about that before? That didn't take you long. Yeah, that was yeah, no, that, that that came pretty fast. Yeah, I was, I was real happy, <laughs> happy with that answer. <laughs> All right. Uh, what um, if you could close down a fast food chain right now? Like, oh okay, fuck this place. What would it be? What's what's your what's the what's the worst fast food chain? Who which what should just what should they just close up for good? Just give Jeez it up Pete. already. Jeez, oh Pete, that's 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 a good trick question right there, man. Because I mean, I buy garbage everywhere, right? You know, I'll, I'll get some garbage. <laughs> But like it's hard for me to say, hey, just don't do that anymore. Uh, but no, I, I I don't think. Oh man, I don't know because I'll eat some Taco Bell too. I'll slam them, <laughs> like on a, on a bad day. But uh, you better not close down Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of people upset about that. Can't be closing Cookout either because they got the shakes. Yeah, Cookout uh, shakes pretty good. Oh man. No, uh, but but probably Cookout <laughs> because their their business model is, hey, we go where Sonic is and shut them down. So that's kind of shitty. So fuck them. So right. cookout can just close forever, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. okay. That doesn't bug me at all. I don't think we don't have that. I'd all. cook yeah, out. No. I'd cook out for a, the first time in Nashville this summer at like. I think it's a more Carolina, Carolina thing, like North Carolina type of situation, more East Coast, further East. I don't know if it's okay. how, how far out west they've made it yet. You know, it's real good yeah, at the time when you've had some beers for sure, but yeah. It's not good stuff by any. Oh, means it's not great whatsoever. No, the quality's horrible. For, it's for, pretty, as far as that goes. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty garbage stuff. Like, yeah, I could get behind that one. Yeah, no, the shakes are cement too, as far as that goes. Yeah, like you could poke a hole in the cup, 
and like you'd, you'd still be able to finish the whole shake. <laughs> yeah. Like it's that's not right. That's not cool. <laughs> that shouldn't yeah. be that way. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a shake. You should be able to drink it through a straw, right? Well, yeah, mostly. Well, that's the yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. you think? Yeah. All right, uh, I got one more here. I was trying to. I think one off the cuff that we haven't done in a while. You know what? We haven't done this one in a hot minute. I mean, I think you'd have a good answer for it, but uh, what is the worst? Oh, man. What is the worst? Mm-hmm. What is the worst? Oh, my God. Well, uh, the, the bratwurst is, is a type of sausage. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know if that, that, that's the answer you were going for. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best. Excuse me. Pronounced burst. Burst. (laughs) Man, oh my God! That is the worst, man. Jesus Christ! That is the worst. Because you don't want to alienate a whole lot of people. Because somebody likes the worst, whatever that is. (laughs) You know what I mean? So let's go with uh, Morgan Wallen. (laughs) Hey! Hey! Wow! Wow! Yes. Throwing out there. Bravo. That is uh, that final is answer. Two great answers to that question right there. <laughs> Those are two iconic answers. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Hall of Fame. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. That's great. No disrespect to anybody else who's answered that question on this show previously, no. but no. Those are two but, winners back to back. Because not only were those great answers, but it didn't throw you off in the slightest. You were just like, oh well, what is the worst? Because usually <laughs> when we say that, there's like this awkward pause and they think sure. they're like the audio cut out or something. Yeah, but, well that and yeah, uh, well you're trying to think of everything that you don't like and then you don't want to piss off anybody, you know? Right. <laughs> and like wow. eh. <laughs> hey we could go we could we, we can get behind pissing off some morgan wallen fans on this podcast uh, yeah okay. there's probably not a ton of them there's probably least. not a ton of them listening probably so. a couple yeah like you know pretty, this is a safe space but... well i mean i probably cost you two or three listeners in hey perhaps. man you know what <laughs> okay. we'll be we'll be just fine we'll be just fine yeah oh that's fine jeremy short has uh yeah completed the rapid fire <laughs> phase yeah. of this podcast and uh I've, with flying colors yeah i was gonna say with uh with flying color flying tie-dye colors <laughs> i'm here i'm here yeah man no that was that was great <laughs> but uh man anything anything else you want to you want to you know um just dive into off the top of your head about this album coming out here at the end of the week um yeah really excited well, for everybody just, here that we're we're excited um, that we got to premiere a couple songs for everybody here dude, and uh i'm excited as well that you got to do that i'm excited i got to talk to you guys uh yeah man let's let's just reiterate that the album comes out on january 13th and yes, go listen sir. to it and that's what i would like to add Perfect. pretty well it's just listen to it come out to a show if you see me out in the area and also randomly uh we're playing i'm solo playing a goose Creek goose creek symphony tribute I don't know if anybody out there oh, cool. or you guys are familiar with the Goose Creek Symphony, but they're mm-hmm. a cool old band. I believe they were based out of Arizona, but some of the members, Charlie Gearhart, the principal songwriter, were from Kentucky. So they're kind of Kentucky legends. Cool. We're doing a little tribute for them at Manchester Music Hall. I say we like I'm involved in the putting on the show. I'm just playing, but that's going to be fun on February yeah. 17th at Manchester Music Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. And yeah. Hopefully, there's some stuff in between. 
Yeah, man. No, no, no. I, I, I can uh, I can vouch for that one too, man. You put on an absolute hell of a show. You are an incredible performer, and uh, I really hope that uh, yeah, anybody listening here does not miss out if you're if you're in their area. Thank you, thank you, Garrett. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, man. Thanks, thanks for doing the podcast, and we're uh, we're gonna wrap things up here. But uh, we do have one more song here to to debut for everybody. We're gonna play. Uh, I believe we we're gonna play "Sorry, My Brother." Um, yeah, I believe that's right yeah. off the album. Um, yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna, if you wanna direct everybody to where they can buy the merch, where they can see the upcoming shows, I assume just the website and all that. But uh, yeah, plug anything le- that you wanna plug uh, left sure. here, and uh, give us a little intro to that one. And thanks again for doing the show, man. Hey, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And like uh, like I told you, go to jeremyshortmusic.com. Go to the store and just buy everything. Just buy hit purchase everything. now and just put your card info in. Just give me your credit <laughs> card info and just buy it all. <laughs> then again, go 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 to Facebook and like us there and follow us there. Go to Instagram. Uh, I hear tell we're probably going to be trying our hand at TikTok. Coming up here soon. I'm going to be trying that out, entering that scary, scary world. And uh, it's not that scary. But we'll be trying Dude, that out. Dude, I tell out, you, so, yeah. There's no place more ruthless than the TikTok comment section. Dude, that's it's... what I have heard. <laughs> that That's real life stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, man. And like I told you, just come out to a show. And I hope to see you out there sometime. And Thank kids, you guys for having kids me. Kids listening at home uh, to buy stuff on the website. The CVC number is, you, t- you got to turn the card on the back. It's that three-digit one. So when you take the card out of your phone first. <laughs> <laughs> Send, That's send, how you can send do that. your card information to us and we'll make sure you get some stuff. Pretty much. Yeah. Just do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to close it out, man, uh, give us a little intro to Sorry My Brother and we'll uh, we'll roll out of here. So, yeah, I was writing this song and, uh, well, I had I was one of the rare songs that I wrote sitting at a piano. I oh, just wow. pounded out a few chords on the piano. I'm not a great piano player or anything, but I know a few chords enough to write try to write a few songs and uh this is one of the songs i was just writing and just just the words kind of came to me about loss and uh missing people who aren't in your life anymore and wanting wanting to talk to them and say hi to them and ask them how they're doing and this song kind of came out of that feeling i'm sorry my brother for not calling you sorry my family for putting you through things in my mind that I can't recall. I miss my mother. I ain't tears to fall. I miss hearing his voice 